This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. It was a performance by Sam Bush at a Newgrass Revival concert when Scott Slay was just six years old that keyed his interest in bluegrass music. His dad bought him a mandolin for Christmas, and the rest is history. We'll talk to Scott about that journey in this edition of Americana Music Profiles. Hi, Scott. Welcome to the podcast this afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So we are um, talking to you in Colorado. Is that correct? That's it. I'm over here in Denver, Colorado right now. Okay. And uh, I, I, you mentioned to me a few moments ago that uh, when we get off the phone, you're heading back into teaching. Is that a school job, or what do you do? Yeah, um, I'll be uh, going back and teaching um, ukulele to about a class of 25 uh, third graders. <laughs> cool. Okay. Yeah. Is, is that a, a special event for today or a normal gig for you? That's a, that's a day gig for me, um, at least kind of in the, you know, the fall and all the way through the spring. Yeah. And actually, this is the last week of school, so. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> so that, that, I guess that means uh, uh, festival touring season is just about ready to kick in, huh? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. Cool. Um, so give me a little bit of background uh, about yourself and your music. What what got you interested in bluegrass? Um, so um, my dad was a... Uh, band, well, he still is, but a banjo player and um, kind of like a, a bluegrass rhythm guitar player. And when I was six years old, he took me to um, a little little tiny bluegrass festival at the Big Lagoon State Park near Pensacola, Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, the headliner was Newgrass Revival. Yeah. And, and you know, I was my dad says that after the show, I looked at the looked up at him and said, you know, I want a little guitar. Because of course Sam Bush was over there head banging, you know, with right, all yeah. hair and all that, and, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, and that Christmas, I I got a mandolin. Um, my dad started showing me a couple chords and things, and 
by the time I was eight years old, um, he put me in his band, you know, basically just kind of chopping, you know, full bluegrass band. And I did that for a little while and eventually started learning, you know, fiddle tunes and whatnot. And it became like a, uh, an actual member of his uh, band, Highway 99. And we did small, small festivals touring on the Southeast coast. Yeah. 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 That's cool. I, I think I read where you actually started the, uh, your, your own band at around like the age 16. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so, um, well, so when I was 16, I actually, um, was kind of a couple of things. I, <laughs> uh, I had some friends that wanted to play in a rock band, but they didn't play any instruments <laughs> <laughs> and their, their parents were, were ready to, you know, buy whatever and whatnot. And, you know, I was the only, musician in the friend group and right so they they convinced their parents to buy drum sets and electric guitars and electric basses and sound system and all this and whatnot and just you know with the knowing that i was going to have to learn all those things and teach them and so that's what we did we <laughs> did like it was like 90s rock yeah a little bit of metal stuff but we weezer and that kind of thing um but then at the same time um i uh friend of mine, Fred Donovan, had just left uh, a band called the Dog River Boys in uh, Mobile, Alabama, and he had moved to South Florida, and they were looking for a new guitar player, so I, I took that spot, um, and it was a bluegrass band, uh-huh. um, and my dad also joined the band playing Dobro, and I did that all the way um, through college. Wow, cool, yeah. cool. And at, at what point did... Um you become interested in, in songwriting. When did that become a part of this for you? Um, well, you know, my mother was an English teacher. So, she, you know, growing up, there was always like, for fun, like in the summertime and whatnot, you know, we're writing little short stories and poems and whatnot. Um, you know, my dad was a musician, so I was always around music. And yeah. when I, when I was 16 and I joined the band, um, Dog River Boys. I, I asked the band leader uh, Phil Proctor, uh, you know, where did the name come from? And uh, he said that there is a. Um, they used to practice um, like before I joined the band. They either had to everyone lived in Mobile and had to drive over a bridge that went over Dog River to get to Hurley, Mississippi, where the banjo player lived, um, Johnny Holston, and the, or vice versa. So they were always going across Dog River. Huh. And they just kind of decided to name their band that. And I said, that's a great story, but uh, do you mind if I write a song called Dog River? And he <laughs> said, sure. And so I just started doing some research, you know, online and just looking up different things about the geographical area and whatnot. And made a, I wrote a, a fictional song um, called Dog River and I actually recorded that song on uh, an album called The Rail that I just released with Bonfire Records. Hmm. So that was my first. That was my first songwriting experience, um, and, and I really chose to write the song because I felt like the band I was in needed a better story than just crossing yeah. the river. That's why we're <laughs> named that. <laughs> and how how old were you when you did that? I was sixteen. When okay. I did that. Yeah. So, how does a how does a sixteen year old figure out the process of? research and 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 getting phrasing together is that all coming from from mom and being an english teacher where where does that because that doesn't sound like something a typical 16 year old is gonna you know be able to to it sounds a little more intellectual than that for most 16 year olds 
Well, I, I feel like a lot of it, you know, is would be like personal life experiences, like even like personal like educational experiences, like writing poems with my mother in the summers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you know, being around bluegrass mus- musicians and playing bluegrass songs that have, you know, very common chord progressions, um, sometimes even similar, you know, like lyric material from, you know, from age eight, all you know, eight years of that, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of, I really just kind of, I just felt like, hey, you know, I I really dig what Blue Highway is doing. I really dig what Lonesome River Band is doing. I still do, but this is what I was thinking back then. Mm-hmm. And I I just kind of, I just decided that, you know, I, I wanted to, I wanted to write this song, but I didn't really know much about Dog River other than there was a bridge that <laughs> crossed Dog River to get to Mississippi or the other way to get to yeah. Alabama. And so I, I, I just, I felt like, uh, you know, just from, you know, writing essays and whatnot in school, you, you always have to have some kind of, some kind of source, whether it's your personal experience or it's, mm-hmm. you know, something make believe or there needs to be something that that gives it a some sus some substance. Sure. And um, I, I looked up, you know, there, there was like a. I forgot. There was like a newspaper article about a, a tire swing that was um, found, like just like really super old tire swing, just kind of in the woods near that area, mm-hmm. um, and no one knew like you know who put it there or whatnot. And um, I just I was just looking at that, and they were talking about some other things that were in the area, and I that kind of I just sort of started thinking, you know, what could be a fictional idea for how this came about, since no one knows who put this tire swing right. there. And I, thought, you know, most of the time that's something that kids like to do in the summer. Um, I'm sure there was an adult involved putting it up. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's actually one of the lyrics in Dog River. Um, it, it says, you know, we'll, um, we're going to explore. Then we'll explore. Um, there's a tire swing, swing in the breeze. And I, you know, from mm-hmm. doing some, you know, poem writing with my mother, she always talked about, um, you know, trying to, paint a picture with words yeah so that i was trying to paint a, a, a this whole uh description of um like, like a probably like elementary age boy mm-hmm. and girl who are just kind of doing this their their own like make-believe world every summer when they're not in school and they're they're fishing and they're playing house and they're you know they're skipping rocks across the stream and they're they're finding tire swings in the middle of the woods and you know staking that, that that's theirs and you know that that's kind of I guess what what drove it all. And then yeah, yeah. Having, having all the experience playing lots of different songs and singing different melodies and playing different chord progressions and whatnot, it, it just sort of uh, you know led me to to write my own yeah. know, chord progression yeah. to to fit that. Huh. That's yeah. cool. Will, will you yeah. get to do a, a video for that? Is that is that a an op possibility? Um, I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll get there. Um, you know, I, I I did one for Truth Came Out. Um, which is a song I co-write with, co-wrote with with my uh, my wife Brittany, um, and then I re- also recorded that one with um, uh, Sierra Hall singing, playing mandolin, and some of my heroes on there. Mm-hmm. Sandy Sheeler's playing banjo, and Mark Schatz playing bass. Jim Van Cleve. Just these are, these are all like you know heroes of mine. Um, but uh, I, and there's a video out there of that one. Um, in the process of putting together some ideas to do a video for the title track, The Rail. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure I'm sure something will come along down yeah. the road for Dog River. <laughs> something will. 
Now, you, you mentioned several of the, uh, the the folks that are involved with this the CD, and and uh, there's there's quite a few uh, of the uh, the great uh, bluegrassers of today in that list. How did you uh, find yourself in positions to work with those guys? Have you toured with them? How how did those relationships come about for you? It, everything just seemed like it was like a almost like a, a stepping stone or a link to the next thing. Uh-huh. Um, I. It all started with uh, a, a really high-paying wedding gig in um, in Virginia that I ended up playing, um, having Sammy Sheeler play banjo and uh, Telecaster on, uh-huh. and um, and then that kind of, that led to a formation of an Americana band I was in uh, called the Virginia Sky. Yeah. Played at IBMA, I think it was like 2015. Yeah. I can't remember something yeah. like that. Yeah. That so that was that and. Um, we, we recorded an album and ended up, um, you know, through the connection of, of Sammy, uh, getting, um, you know, Sierra to make an appearance on there. We had Randy Coors on there and um, uh, some other folks, too. And then, you know, I just, when I decided I wanted to do a you know, solo project, I, I reached out to Sam again. I'd, I'd been playing with Sam off and on. Um, also been playing some with uh, Mike Mumford. Because um, I was living in Washington D.C. and okay. kind of close to there, north of Baltimore, um, I was also playing with Mark Schatz. He actually lives in D.C., so right. I was doing a lot of like lo- local stuff. You know, yeah. when they're when they're on the road traveling on the weekend, I'd, I'd be doing playing with someone else. But then, you know, when those things pop up on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right, right, Thursday yeah. radar, you know, we were doing some trio stuff um, around town. Um, and so I started off recording the project with uh, Mark Schatz and Sammy Sheeler, and we basically recorded just about every banjo, rhythm guitar, bass, and lead vocal track um, with those two guys, and then did one of them with uh, Mike Mumford on banjo instead. And, you know, I just, I, you know, I've, I've met a lot of these folks over the years, um, and I just started reaching out to, you know, certain people that I, I really really felt like had had the sound that I could hear in my head on, mm-hmm. on these songs, on specific songs. And, you know, one thing led to another. I ended up, you know, having Josh Schilling sing on just about everything. Um, and then, you know, that, that led to some other Mountain Heart folks like Aaron Ramsey and Jim Van Cleave. And, you know, just one connection leads to another. So the, the, uh, the album that we've kind of... Uh... Uh, alluded to here a few times is is just just out is that right or on the way out? Yes, yeah, it just it uh, actually came out officially. I believe it was March seventh. Okay, it came out. And, um, I know that Bonfire is getting ready to push um, the rail, push the single, the rail um, on radio here in the next couple of weeks. And that's the title of the album as well, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's also the first track. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when you, when you get a chance to, to take this out and tour with it, does the, will the band have the same name or do you have a band name or, and where will these guys, uh, will you be able to use some of the same guys playing out? Right. Right. Yeah. So I've, I've, um, I've had, you know, different, different lineups ever since the Pensacola, Florida, (laughs) when I lived there about eight years ago, um, of called Scott Slay and the rail and, um, most of the time, um, it's a lot of the same material, but you know, different. Sometimes it's different musicians playing yeah. it, depending on depending on the location. You know, um, I, I have a band that I play with on a regular basis 
here in Colorado and on the West Coast. Um, everybody is kind of based in in, in Denver. Um, I'm the oldest person in the band. They're all young folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, we actually just headlined a festival over in um, San Bernardino, California, at the Calico Ghost Town. Um, had the pleasure of playing that festival with some great bands. Um, we got to catch the set by New Blue and also one of my favorite bands, uh, Special Consensus. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when I'm playing out in this, this area, it'll probably be those folks. Um, when it, sometimes we might take the, you might see a hybrid of the guys that I've been, and girl that I play with here in Colorado, but we might be over on the East Coast and you might see someone like, I don't know, Brandon Bostic popping in or, or Sammy Sheeler. It just really depends on who's available and where it's at. Right. Okay. Yeah. Do do you plan on touring um, more regionally with this, or, or, or are you hoping to? You mentioned living actually on the East Coast at some point. Are you going to uh, come this way with that project? Yeah, I, um, I know that uh, my uh, PR and booking agent Melanie Wilson, she's with uh, Wilson Promotion Pickens. Yeah, mm-hmm. she she's been talking to a lot of a lot of folks, especially in the uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, that Northeast Coast area, even some Georgia stuff, going a little more southern, um, about putting some stuff together, especially for uh, 2020. Um, but meanwhile, she's also looking at some things out here as well. So, it, you know, um, things are coming together each day. I, I don't really foresee what the future is, yeah. but, you know, okay. things are popping in. Um, sure. I do know that um, I do plan on coming to uh, IBMA you know, 2019, and I, I know I'm going to be playing at least the uh, the Wilson Pickens um, showcases uh, yeah. that Thursday and Friday. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I and I know some of my Denver crew are going to be coming with me, but I'm not sure if all of them are. So we'll probably have a couple of ringers that were on the album. Hopefully, pop in and yeah. play a couple things. Yeah, too. that's awesome. You, you mentioned. Um uh, in in working with Sammy and the uh, Big Virginia Sky Project, and I, I got to see uh, a couple of the performances at IBMA, and what a neat um, uh, 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 migration, I guess is the right word, kind of uh, not leaving the roots entirely, but but you know moving into some percussion and a little bit more uh, f- fuller sound. Um, uh, is that something that uh, was kind of a one-off, or, or will you guys revisit that? You know, I'm really not sure. Um, as far as that band is concerned, um, we just uh, two, two of the guys live over, like, Richmond. One of them is in Norfolk, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sammy is still over there in Meadows of Dan. Um, uh, the lead singer, James, is he's over in Finley, Ohio, and I'm over here in Denver, Colorado. Yeah, so okay. <laughs> it really kind of depends on if there's a really big paying thing that can get us all together at the right, same time. Sure. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't, I don't see us touring, but, um, doesn't mean there won't be, you know, a couple of dates here and there. Um, you just never know. Um, you know, and right, right now I'm, I'm really sort of taking, a. I don't know if you have listened to the album or not. But, I did um, listen to a few tracks. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. cool. So I'm taking more of a, I don't know, I guess it's more like a contemporary and progressive bluegrass singer-songwriter mm-hmm. approach, yeah. but keeping the instruments, like, I guess the the instrumentation that Bill Monroe had. Right. That's sort of what I'm doing right now. Um, 
and you know, I, I do kind of plan on doing that for a while. But yeah. I'm a big fan of you know the Sam Bush band, always have been, and so you just you really never know. Yeah. I mean, if if the if the right thing lines up, you might have, you might end up seeing um, Scott slaying the rail with uh, Del Lazar on drums. Because I, <laughs> I have done that. So yeah. Del cool. Lazar drummer on Beaver Jean Sky. Yeah. So you just really yeah. it depends. Um, and actually, there, there aren't any drums on it, but um, one of the tracks on this album is called Moonshine Feel, um, and that does have Sammy playing banjo on it and uh, Steve Lazar, who was the bass player okay. of James Sky. So yeah. there's a little bit of that yeah. BVS on this thing, too. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. So this, uh, what's the, do you have a vision of, of where you want to be with this? Is, is, uh, teaching and playing music in the summertime kind of that comfortable thing that you're at right now? Or do you look to be more full-time with, with the project? Well, uh, full disclosure, if you have anybody out there who is uh, thinking about moving to the Denver, Colorado area, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fellow bluegrasser Scott Slay, uh, is a, um, realtor for equity. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, and I, I'm in the, I'm in the process of slowly, maybe faster, but transitioning from uh, full-time teaching into uh, part-time teaching and eventually full-time um, bluegrasser slash realtor. Yeah. That's okay. kind of, that's yeah. sort of my, my, my plan right now. It's what right. I'm working on. Um, but, you know, it's because I do teach Monday through Friday during the school year. Right. You know, it, it's a slow process to kind of build up that clientele, but it's, sure. but it's building up. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it, you never know. It might, it might happen faster than, than uh, slower. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Well, the the band is The Rail. The album is The Rail. <laughs> and it is uh, out as of about two months ago. Where can folks find it, find you, find out where they can catch you playing somewhere? Okay. Yeah, so my, my website is um, denverbluegrass.com. Okay, awesome. Denverbluegrass.com. And it's got links on that front page to you know all those all the different audio streaming platforms and whatnot. Um, it also will have um, it has uh, you know it's got links to where you can see our schedule, our show schedule. Um, and then if anyone is interested in in booking us, uh, you just need to contact Melanie um, Wilson at Wilson Pickens Promotions. Right. Good deal. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. It's been interesting uh, hearing about your music and all the different folks you've got to work with, and we certainly wish you the best. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.